0: Welcome back yet again. Let's now talk about the trial process for those two to maybe five percent of cases that actually get there. Remember, most, so about 95 to 98 percent of cases, have already pled out by this point. So even though you likely started this term thinking the trial process stuff would be the most significant and impactful, sorry to burst your bubble, but it's really not because it impacts so few cases. It's not to say that this content isn't important and that we don't care about these rights. We certainly should, and honestly, it'd be nice if more of this did matter. It's just that so few cases actually go to trial. So realistically, we should be having more critical attention to plea deals, but I'll get off my soapbox and tell you about the trial process. So here we go. So you made it from that initial hearing or arraignment where you were officially informed of the charges against you. You did an initial plea of not guilty. Your bail decision was made, and they even told you about your rights and goody in this example, you're actually going to use them. So then you made it to a preliminary hearing or a grand jury. And they decided to indict you at that point and you continued to plead not guilty. And now they set a, t- uh, a trial date for you. Woohoo! But now what? Well, do you want a trial by a jury of your peers or do you want a bench trial where the judge single handedly makes the decision? It's up to you and your defense attorney to decide. You have a right to a jury trial. However, if it was me, I'm taking my chances with the judge who is a heck of a lot more well versed in the law than 12 random strangers. No offense. And I'm with the majority as more criminal cases are conducted via bench trials than jury trials generally. But let's say you selected a jury trial. Well, now the prosecutor and defense attorney are going to have to pick a jury. Ever gotten jury duty and had to go in and answer some questions to the attorneys? Then you've been through what's called voir dire. This is the process of picking a jury. Attorneys on both sides can ask questions to see if you can be impartial. If they deem that you cannot, they can remove you with cause. But they also have what are called peremptory challenges, which they can which they can use, um, and which can be used to excuse without exact cause. Though it cannot be used to discriminate for things like race, ethnicity, or sex. But there's lots of data on this one, and we've got some serious questions whether this may be violated at times. And additionally, we have some updates in California on this. Um, AB 3070, passed in 2020, disallows the prosecution from dismissing jurors for things like distrusting law enforcement or believing law enforcement are unethical or associating with those who have been impacted by the CJ system. And from my limited conversations, it seems prosecutors are not necessarily happy with this, but we'll see if it can make some meaningful changes to who we get on these juries, as these are quite literally the people deciding life and death at times. All right, moving along, once we have a jury, it's time to get to court for the trial, which likely takes a few weeks to get going. It has to occur within 60 days of the arraignment in California though. And it can take weeks if not months for many cases to finalize. So from initial booking to sentencing takes about a year for, mo- for many cases. So at the trial, the prosecutor has one major job, To prove that the defendant committed the crime or crimes that they're charged with beyond a reasonable doubt. So they have what's called the burden of proof. And that beyond a reasonable doubt part is legally equated to about 95% certainty. The defense then has two major jobs. Make sure the defendant's rights are protected and show that there is doubt. And realistically, all a defense attorney needs to do is show that there is less than 95% certainty and a jury should not convict. The defense's job is not to prove the client is innocent, FYI. All right, so getting into the quick nitty-gritty of the trial itself, the defense and prosecution will present opening statements. They'll then call witnesses. They both will cross-examine those witnesses. Um, there'll be a presentation of evidence of the crime, typically from just the prosecutor. And then there's presentation of the defenses from the defense attorney, and then they will give their closing statements. The judge then reads the jury their instructions and sends them off to deliberate. Remember, if you had opted for a bench trial, the judge, him or herself, would have made the determination of your guilt instead. But then they come back with their decision of guilty or not guilty, that's called an acquittal um, for each charge. If someone is found not guilty, so again, acquitted, which means that there's not enough evidence to be found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, again, not necessarily innocent, but this means that they cannot be charged again, as that would be a double jeopardy issue. But for the sake of this class, we'll assume it's a guilty verdict. So then what? Tune in for the podcast next week to find out.